Let's keep that. I I'm serious. <laughs> Don't delete that. <laughs> huh. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. In the I ain't been home in a minute. What? I ain't never seen no selling. Mm. Come a guy, yeah, he nailing. Yeah. Audio, I'm top billing. Yeah. All of my boys dope dealing. What? Super whack, I'm no villain. Huh. Nigga, try to take my flow. Who the hell he think he is? I just want to make my dope. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents a Lovecraft Country review. And like always, I got my co host and friend here, Tiffany. How's it going? What's up? What's up? Hot like fire, fire. <laughs> Well then, <laughs> so somebody post your boy. Your boy post about Dylan, so that was in my head. <laughs> oh boy, um, yeah, we are here, episode nine. We are one episode away from not hearing our voices talk about Lovecraft Country for a while, or if we ever get a chance to talk about it again. But episode nine was called Rewind nineteen twenty one. Uh, your first initial thoughts of the episode. Um, I thought it was um, another moving episode, of course. I, I, like like I've said from episode one, just the history aspect of it and the the, re, the reality horrors that Black people deal with um, has always captivated me. But I can say there were some little... I don't, I don't know what the right word to say is. I felt like something was missing. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say it was a filler episode. It definitely wasn't, but it just felt different. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I still enjoyed it. I think this episode was different because usually with we what we have been going through in each different episode is we're taken into somebody else's adventure or, or their life or what's going on in that moment this episode picked right back up from last week and we didn't have that any in this out you know we didn't have that it will always jump to somebody else and then you may get little nuggets of what's going on of the last episode but this one picked right back up where it left off at and with the situation in the end, I had to stand corrected I thought she was being her mind she was being clawed at and she was bleeding but it's like her body is like deteriorating or whatever she's turned into yeah, one of those the, yeah the little topsy boxy thing ghost uh, or um demon infected her because remember how she asked the captain what what happened to me mm -hmm. and so this is where we find out that it absorbed into her I, I assume to kill her okay so let's get the elephant out of the room you finally got your answer about the uh captain that how he's been surviving, he's been using black people's yes. body parts to stay alive. Yeah, not no more, though. <laughs> <laughs> not no more. And his little, when his nipples popped out, I was like, okay. <laughs> really, people? That, yeah. 
Yeah, so, I was glad we got that answered because when that first happened, you were just baffled. <laughs> like, what's going on? I was like, so we're not going to talk about it? We're gonna let that, let, you know, that was like three, four episodes ago. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was a great episode as far as taking you back and seeing what Montrose went through from his, you know, he got to see it. I think, you know, this is, I think he was pretty much the MVP for this episode because he did a lot of um, emotional acting, you know, cause he had to be taken back to that place again. And yeah. we didn't even get the story of, you know, I guess his first, you know, love as far as, you know, a male and him like being shot right in front of him. So like he just has so many demons that you can somewhat sympathize uh, of some of the actions, you know, him like drinking away, drinking all the time because he just don't want to remember none of that shit. And, you know, this wasn't the time or, you know, you know how men are. They don't talk about their feelings. They just, you know, either they do something to hide it like drinking or drugs or, you know, whether it may be an abusing tick as far as, well, I don't want you to be like me. And, but I learned this from my father. This is how I was, this is how he did it to me and this is how I'm doing to you. You know, that bad trait that um so many parents had because you can see now that, uh you know, how those things affect people later on. And you can tell it right. definitely affect Montrose and, and, we just get that backstory of him and him growing up, what he had to go through. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that or not. Um, no, I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's definitely that um, <clears throat> unfortunate thing of generational um, traditions and, you know, saying that I will never become like this, but, you know, you inevitably carry those characteristics from generation to generation and like you said, it, it was just a good opportunity to just see Montrose's backstory to understand, you know, he was just a kid trying to understand those feelings of being attracted to another man and your dad is beating you for having those thoughts. So it was just, it was definitely good to see that background. As always, Michael K. Williams played it, emotions in his face, everything. And it was sad and it was good for... Um, tick to see it, to understand. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have did it to me, but I see where he got it from. Right. Because yeah. that, I mean that that was tough. I think that was a great scene too. Him, him and his father both seeing that, and him actually having that. Like, oh shit, I'm understanding a little bit more now. Like, while I, don't, I still don't agree with it, and it's not right. I I'm seeing what happened to him. And it's the same thing that happened to me. Right. Um, so should we be trusting Christina? Because Ruby seems like, yo, no, this my this my boo. <laughs> she, she pussy whipped. <laughs> uh, well, pussy and dick whipped. So uh <laughs> she, she put pussy mm. whipped. <laughs> yeah. She, I, I was thinking I think she just I think she's just happy that she finally got somebody that pays attention to her like because let's think about it like even with her animosity with letty growing up being light-skinned um her mom not really being there for them she's probably had passing in the night relationships like christina is the first person 
to really call it all on her bullshit too. Like to be like, this is what you want. Like stop acting like this magic is making you a different person. This is what you wanted. And I think that's what um, is keeping her so like loyal to Christina. Cause she's the first person to do that. She's always kind of been the background. Yeah. I think you hit it around the head. She, she challenges her. And it's not being combative. Like, her sister is more like, well, no, you know, it's more of that sisterly, like, arguments and having to deal with each other because of blood. This is the first person in her life who is, like, opening her eyes to things that she never thought about before. And, or maybe she's thought but never said to anyone. And it's almost like Christina is that voice in the back of her mind saying all the things that she wants. But, you know, it's Mm -hmm. right in the flesh and she's saying it to her and she's like, oh, shit, you're right. Because it's always like they have this big argument and Christina give you one or two good lines and Ruby is like, damn, she had that look like, you right. (laughs) Yeah, she put it, she put, she put her hidden and the things that she never speaks out loud about on Front Street. And she can't hide it from Christina. She can hide it from everybody else in her life except for her. Yes. Oh, what else should we hit on? Oh, Hippolyta. <sighs> oh, she came in. Like, <laughs> let me tell you something, though. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, the first thing I thought when she walked in that room and said, is D hurt? I felt like, you know, as a comedy relief, I felt like turning around, but well, shit. Welcome, <laughs> welcome home. Like, you, you, done, you done messed a funeral. <laughs> you, your daughter been running around with ghosts and demons and goblins. And, and, and you just floating around in the universe. Welcome home. Welcome that, home. That <laughs> that was my initial reaction when she said, is D her? I was like, bitch, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where the like, fuck you been? I was like, this how we doing it? This, this what we doing? Oh, okay. No greetings. But, but the funny thing is, what, but on top of that, you come in Ask a question and then get ready and become the general of this whole thing. Get in the goddamn car. Oh, yeah. She won't <laughs> fucking run. They were all looking at her like, well, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> okay, if you say so. And, and then she says about the equivalent of 200 years on another planet. Oh, she she's out. Ba- yeah, she's outside her mind. She is outside. But you know what's funny? The funniest thing is with all the shit that everybody's seen, nobody's even questioning it. They're just like, uh-huh. Okay. Nobody's oh, okay. saying what the fuck like you talking she was about. Around the corner, like she was a like she was a California or something. Like, oh okay, yeah, okay. That's that's how far, that's how deep we are in this show now. That it's not even <laughs> nobody coursing. They just like, all right, whatever. Because <laughs> oh, when we get to the like point, my infamous. Oh okay, um, so you want the front seat or? The- <laughs> <laughs> And it's almost as she came in like, yo, I still got smoke with all of y'all, but let's get this shit together. Cause it's like, has she seen what happened? Did she see what happened to uh George? No, she was the motherboard. No, she, no, no, but she, but she but she can travel. Well, good lord. <laughs> now we get the time travel and stuff. I'm not sure if she can travel. I don't know. Well, remember I said, um, I, I think I mentioned it to you maybe offline. I was like, remember when Tick said that somebody in a cloak gave him the book and pushed him back? Right. So who's to say it wasn't her? I don't know. Who yeah. knows at this point? 
I guess we well, shit. Next week episode is gonna be jam packed. It gotta be because I feel like after that episode, we still gonna have questions. We gonna be asking each other, but um, yeah. And even when we get to the point where she's saying, "Well, we will need somebody to guide y'all there." I'm the motherboard. Still, nobody said what and what the fuck is in your arms. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just like, well, just get us there and let's get the book. I, I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk about all this other stuff later. Um, the details, whatever. Just open the open the portal. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, uh, nobody gonna question it. All right, cool. Um, we, we we in this together. Like at this point, it's like, look, I can't say nothing, and you can't say nothing. Like eventually, we got to talk about this shit. <laughs> I mean somewhere we gotta talk about this shit okay the biggest thing I want to talk about this episode is how and it was like I feel like I'm like this um this uh lady that I follow on Twitter I feel like I may need to like try to watch all the episodes again this week how did we okay I'm not gonna say how did we not know but when we found out that it was tick with the baseball bat all I said was, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I had that moment because I I feel like nuggets were dropped for us throughout the whole thing. And it's only then that I realized what that would make sense. Well, I think because that I got you kid was George's and uh, Montrose like hero story mm-hmm. and so it was something that they were going to share down the road and it was it's like I, I was like the whole time they were looking at them I was like okay so who gonna come through with the baseball bat because it seemed like everybody got baseball bats anybody got no guns and the epiphany that it was tick I was like hmm okay so the dream George's story, everything just kind of connected. It's it, it, it was like, oh, it wasn't a strange, just like Hippolyta coming back. It wasn't strange. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Add it up because it takes you all the way back because of a Tick's dream in the first episode. Yep. And it was like, oh. Talking about Jackie Robinson and the way that Montrose told the story. It was like, this is their hero story. Reincarnated. They come to find out is their son and nephew, or well, <laughs> we well, got. I guess, I guess Matros told George the story because the only people there at that t- at that moment wasn't it just him. Well, no, they did run up, didn't they? At that at that point, I couldn't remember. I thought it was just um. No, it was all, it was it was. Walk. I think it was all it was all three. It was um George Matros and the mother. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because they all... Yeah, because Thomas got shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just was like, oh, yeah, they were dropping nuggets on this. And it's like, they're at this moment, they're at the time. And, like, of course they wouldn't know how Tick would look. You know, they weren't thinking about having kids. If they were kids, they just knew it was a mysterious a mysterious man that came, came out swinging like Jackie <laughs> Robinson. So I was just like, he oh. Did, he did tear them up. I was hyped. And when he did that <laughs> little white girl in that little pink dress, I laughed. I laughed. 
I'm not gonna laugh. I was like, what she thought she was gonna do? What the hell did she think she was gonna do? She you know what you know she was just angry she saw a black person, so she was gonna try to do something, but she got she got mollywop. Get the hell off me. Belted her. Oh, he beat he beat the brakes off of all of them. Like it had to be about eight or ten of them. Yeah. Cause it's like, get off my family. <laughs> like, get off my family. What the fuck you doing? Like, it was just that adrenaline and oh man. I'm pretty sure he know because all this anger and stuff that he going through. Uh, now we can probably talk about Letty because Letty, she had a some heavy lifting to do too because she had to go and, and retreat. Find book. Yeah, find the book and be there for the house being burnt down with the family in it. And it's like, I think out of everyone, she's probably had the, like the most, would you say trauma? Or effect because at this point now she's like, well, I can't die. So, but I'm gonna sit here and be here with you as you get burnt alive. Yeah, and- I don't know. I don't know. It was a powerful scene because I don't know what I. <laughs> and here we are talking like it, it will happen, but like I don't know what I would do in that situation because your heart wants to protect them, like. And she had to make that tough decision of saying, I'm not going to die, but I'm going to stay here with you. Like, I'm not going to just jump out this, you know, window or whatever. I'm going to still be here with you and pray with you. And it was just, it was just a, that's a tough, tough thing. Because we always talk about going back in the future and seeing people or changing things. But, you know, in this, in this setting, this is her family. This is her child's family. Like, it was crazy. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you can't change history as much as you want to. Nope. You just can't do nothing because it would affect everything else. And I think that was a great scene also with um, Ticket Montrose because, you know, Montrose, like, it doesn't matter if I save him because. You know, he's small. It's a small, he play a small role. And Tick is like, if you, you know, trying to tell him, if you save him, then I may not exist. Like, you could just change yeah. everything. And I don't think, well, the alcohol was talking too, but I, I can understand Montrose feeling too guilt of he felt like he didn't do enough to save, um, what was the kid's Thomas. name? Thomas, yeah. So, yeah, I, it's just. And that, and I- and, and and I know we go, we bouncing back and forth, but that that moment with Montrose and Tick in the alley, and seeing Tick cry and, and finally understand, you know, when Montrose was like, it wouldn't matter because I was that's all I ever wanted was to be your daddy. And I think we've talked about their moments up, you know, throughout the previous episodes. But I think this was that one after seeing how his grandfather treated him, how, you know, everything played out and be, and made him who he was. I think they truly had that moment there. Like, Daddy, I understand you and I forgive you. Like, I get it. Like, it's tough, but I get it. And I think that was the motivation with, behind him picking that bat up and beating him so bad because he he had a release. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That could, yeah, so. that, probably, that probably is it too. So now, is there anybody else to really touch on? But uh, let's talk about, let's get back to Letty though. Oh, okay. Because she, she powerful. 
And talk, I laughed again. We're talking about that run. It was so realistic too. Them tennis shoes, the sneakers. <laughs> that old lady was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> she, she, I ain't never seen these shoes before. So <laughs> who are you? Like, and it was, and Letty was just like, "Uh oh, I'm, I gotta tell somebody. Like, <laughs> I gotta tell them the truth. At this point, the house is burning down. She about to shoot me. I gotta tell. I gotta tell something." And I thought it was such a powerful um, message that um, her, what was it, great-grandmother then? Uh, That would have been Tick's great-grandmother or grandmother. I think that would have been grandmother. Yes, grandmother. I had to go back and, and remember exactly. But when she said, when she gave her the book and, you know, just resigned to the fact that she couldn't go downstairs and save her family and she had to die there. She was just like, my, I think she did say my great, great grandson or my grand, great grandson will be my faith turned into flesh. And I was like, that, that's really all, you know, that you can live on at that point. Like just the continuing life, like just, you know, this sounds crazy. This girl telling me she from the future, but she know about our birthmark. She telling me she pregnant and Think of the sacrifice that she had to make in a split second to not save herself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And just go on faith that this girl is telling the truth that I have never seen in my life. And giving her a book that has been gone down in our family. And that was just that in itself a powerful, you know, I know you touched briefly on the fire and holding hands, but just the the coming to that scene in itself, everything that they did was just like a breath like wow and then they have a poem as this was going yeah some about fire they had like a for a poem about uh-huh. fire catch catch the fire and yeah. it's by Sonia Sanchez and um yeah it was it, and it's about like catch the fire and live just live and i thought it was again this this series is just excellent with you know putting words and songs to the history it was just like that's what letty was to her she was catching the fire to live to continue on their legacy even though she knew she was going to die right then and there she was having faith that her legacy was going to live on and and that's such a powerful thing like when I was looking at it I, I got emotional because I was like we have been through so much and still every generation is still standing you know what I'm saying like yeah. no matter how much they beat us down and you know, take away our dignity, take away our family traditions, our culture, everything. We are still standing. Somebody, you know, caught the fire and kept living. You know what I'm saying? Just think about all the things that everyone went through, you know, from Tulsa to slavery to Africa. Every step of the way, somebody kept it going for us. We wouldn't be Americans if somebody just didn't survive. And that's that's just... You know, that's what I took from it. I know I go a little deeper than everybody, but that's just how I took that scene. And not to mention after that, and, you know, at this point, we have um, Hippolyta having trouble keeping the portal over because she over there throwing up or whatever in the mouth. is like, I can't keep Man. it open. And we see Letty having to walk through the massacre that's happening and it's like yep. she's been through so much in a short amount of time and just 
Like you see it on her face. It was all, it was, it was like, I'm tired, but I know I got to keep going. I'm angry, but I just got to keep pressing on. Like it was just like all these emotions you could see. And it was just her walking down the street. That's all it was. Her just getting back mm-hmm. to the portal. But you know, and her, you know, you see it like, yeah, she's been through a lot. In a short amount of time, she had been through a lot, and then just having to be there, like I said, like, like I said before, having to be there in the in pretty much your son's family's house as they being burnt alive, and there's nothing you can do about it, like because you even see it at the end, even when she comes out the portal, she just drops down and falls, and just sits there holding the book because it's like, how much can a woman take? Jeez, Louise, especially a black woman. And at that time, and you know, it's still more, you know, that's going to happen within our culture. We know being black, you know, because it's not even, we just not talk about the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, it just never is. It's yeah, like I said, it's a cycle. Generation. <laughs> so, Every single one. Now, I got to ask you the question because I know this is the a back and forth we always have. And it's like, is there going to be a second season? After hearing Christina said, uh, well, pretty much, yeah, Tick on die. She didn't come out and say it, but I need all his blood. What else? <laughs> what else you think will happen to him? And seeing that this series has been about sacrifice. I'm subject to believe that I don't think it will be a second season. Because... Oh. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but just, just the way it's been set up and the way everything's been building, because we've seen the sacrifices in so many different ways, as far as Uncle George, as far as, you know, uh, Tick's uh, great-grandmother or great, I'm not sure. I Like you said, I had to go back and watch it, but with what we just saw, the sacrifice of knowing that you're about to die. But you just like, no, I can't do anything about it. The sacrifices that uh, Montrose, you know, had made as far as his feelings and, 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 you know, what he who he really is and stuff like that. It seems like that the way this would go is that Tick would sacrifice himself and like, no, y'all live on like my son gonna live on, you know, and it's all right. But I could be wrong. I'm just guessing the way it's set up because i believe this series is just set up so so beautifully that it just doesn't need a second season i this is the way i feel i know you know people enjoy it and they want more and more of it but you know you sometimes you get more of something that's like ooh, i don't think i wanted no more that like we all thought we wanted more 24 we got more 24 with another action we was like ooh. Nah. <laughs> I don't want no more. I'll stick with Jack, you know, Jack Bauer. Um, I mean, well, but you the, may think the different. The word is, is that this season would pretty much exhaust the original novel, novel by uh, Matt Huff. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that theory, then yes, I would agree with you because they would need to make a whole new storyline Um I don't know if new characters per se, but just a brand new um, storyline. Because one thing that I did see people speak about is that when Christina mentioned the summer mansion, then you have to 
think that there's another place that these people reside in. So that could possibly be a season two dealing with them where they truly reside. Um, so, but I feel like I, I'm coming to grips and I feel like if they wrap it all up in a, in a nice bow and make it dramatic, emotional, you know, everything it's been up to this point, then I'm okay with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to push the limits for something that's so beautifully made right now. And it's something that you can watch over and over again, you know, and probably pick up something new every time you watch it. So I wouldn't say that I'm stressed for a second season. Um, It would just be interesting to see the creative aspect from Misha Green and Jordan Peele and, you know, the whole team as far as where they would take it. Because it's a lot of things in there that they could grab onto and be creative about. But like you said, sometimes you just got to go out in your prime. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to do, okay, similar to what the MCU is going to be doing where there's different, there's a different tick. And it won't be, you know, uh, Jonathan Majors, but it'll be somebody else playing him. Or, you know what I mean? If they want to do stuff like that or they want to just tell a whole completely different, have a whole completely new cast and still call it Lovecraft Country, but it'll just be different stories. Maybe put it in 1970s or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm fine with that. But like I said, this cast is just so great. And I just feel like these people, it's going to be hard to get these people together again. That's just yeah, I don't, th- I don't think it, I, I think I'm kind of, resigned to it being one season um unless unless we gonna do season two into how hippolyta gonna be walking around with blue <laughs> hair now um because i don't think colored hair was in in the 50s so that's gonna be kind of hard to explain <laughs> mama what the fuck around with your head <laughs> you know it's a lot it's a lot so i don't know um like she, where the fuck you been? Like, I'm still on that. Like, okay. She said she was on another planet. We and know. 200 years. But, bitch, your daughter has been going through it. <laughs> hey, that cuss out is after we'd have, after we'd have figured it out. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe D gonna cuss her out because D don't even know she here yet. So. Yeah. Mama, what the hell? Um. Yeah, because I mean, this episode is pretty. The next episode is pretty much the season finale, and it's going to be us trying to save D. And is it still an hour? Well, this week's was an hour, so I'm guessing it's going to be. I'm guessing it's going to be a, it. I, I'm guessing it's going to be at maybe an hour and thirty, maybe an hour and fifteen. I feel like it's going to be a little bit longer than you know all the rest of the episodes. Been that's usually how. I try, uh, not, I try not to look ahead too much. But I I didn't look at the time, and I was just wondering if um it was gonna be the normal out because that's a lot because we got to get back, we got to save D, we got the book now. Um, uh, she, her, and Hippolyta gonna have a mother daughter um moment. You got Christina and Ruby still ain't being one hundred percent honest about who they are to each other. Um. Then Letty dealing with her pregnancy and everything she'd have seen, like you said. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And then we still got the whole ritual covered up. So, I don't know. Yeah. 
because ah, and you oh you know what I'm so sorry to to cut over you but I just had another epiphany remember Letty's dream when she was running through the house on fire yeah she had the exact same thing like Hannah oh shit she had the exact same experience she just wasn't as pregnant as Hannah was damn I didn't even think about that so she was foretelling her what was gonna happen she was experiencing. She not only experienced her experience, she, she had experienced. Her own. Yeah, she had her own. <laughs> like, oh shit! Like, I didn't wow. think about that. Yeah, this is, has been. Um, see, I just feel like I'm gonna sit back while I'm at work this week and just <laughs> I would try to get two or three episodes in and just revisit it until we get to our season finale. Um, I don't know if it's anything else this episode that we need to talk about per se. Just, I, I think, just overall, if 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 you haven't researched Tulsa massacre, please do it. It's a part of history that your schools and history books will never elaborate on because it puts white people in a bad perspective. And I think it's quite ironic that they talk about how we riot and destroy things, but y'all taught us how to do it. Um, um, definitely. Hmm. <laughs> Definitely. You taught us how to to destroy buildings and property that don't belong to you, and and I do think you know how I do the the actual factual moments. Um, one of the key things, especially about that, was when um, Montrose's character was look was staring out at at what was going on and living through it again. He he spoke real actual people's names that actually died during that massacre. Um, one um, notable was a doctor that was considered the best black surgeon in the country, and he was shot in the face and like a dog. And so I find it very ironic that, you know, Caucasians <laughs> feel the need to tell us to calm down and not get upset about things and not riot and not fuck shit up. But you taught us how to do it. From the early days until now, you taught us how to be angry and act and act out physically and violently. So don't get mad when it gets turned back on you. I don't condone killing people for no reason. So if anybody listens to this, don't pop up in my, in my DMs or nothing like that because you're going to get your feelings hurt. <laughs> but what I am saying is don't get mad because you see the same behavior being reflected back to you. You taught us this. That's... And you know what? That's the thing that I think bothers me the most when I sit back and I hear those people say, well, you shouldn't ride and you shouldn't be out there beating people. I'm like, yes, you're absolutely right. But you taught us this way because we have been going through that from uh, decades, from the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Since you, bring, since you brought black people over here on them damn boats, since your ancestors brought my ancestors over here, We've only learned what you taught. So there's no reason to sit here and tell us, well, we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't do that because we did it a peaceful way. And when we did it a peaceful way, you still killed Malcolm, Malcolm and Martin. So what are we talking about right now? Like, what, is you, what are you saying? So the only last just resort. Want us to shut up. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Well, it wasn't me and it was my. Okay, we, we understand that. But some of your uh, peers now. Are you just trying to use the same tactics? We know what the police is. You know what the police was back in the, those days? Yeah. They wouldn't go hung black people, chase down black people. That was the police. 
And let's not, and let's not talk because because see here, here's the thing about Tulsa and everything, Tulsa, Emmett Till, um, Rosewood, um, all of all of these massacres. Because let's call it what it is. Um, the thing about it is, y'all talk about us going off on the on facts of police officers killing innocent black people. Y'all did all y'all riots and massacres off the basis of, of hearsay and white women screaming and white tears. And y'all call us emotional? <laughs> y'all, you went and killed thousands and generations because you went off of some white tears. And y'all got the audacity to be mad because now we want to throw some bats around because we want to be upset. And everybody ain't out here violent. But don't you discredit our anger. Don't do that. Don't do that. And that's what's frustrating. Yep. Like to see that. And all it took was something that they didn't like. So all these white men and women ganged up to come into a black community that didn't even rock with y'all. Didn't even disturb y'all. <laughs> like wasn't bothering y'all. Yep. But y'all hated it so much so much that anger but you mad at our anger (laughs) it's just it's crazy you they hated the fact that we existed just think about that we existed and they hated that fact and it wasn't it wasn't where it was oh you're my slave anymore it was okay we over here doing what we do minding our own damn business nah y'all still exist (laughs) let's go over here and fuck up shit um, it's amazing <laughs> just the, the anger you see it today about the mask yeah just angry like what is y'all what are you so angry about like I, I don't get that rage and and the fact that it's reflected on you and now you have a problem with it it's just mind boggling to me and I'm so glad that this show is bringing that to the forefront like this is you you are the monsters that create these monsters that you claim we are, but you created this environment. We didn't come over here saying, let's fuck up shit. Not <laughs> like, in our damn business. Let us be. <laughs> let us be. Like, we'll let y'all be. God damn. It's just, just don't want us to have it. Just don't want it. It's, it's not even have it. They don't want us to. If they... If, if they wanted us to live, but they wanted us to live under their thumb, as soon as we got exactly. under, from under their thumb, it's like, oh, no, fuck it. We, we shouldn't be breathing the white man's air. What? <laughs> man. Listen, I'm not. You got to laugh to keep from crying. Exactly. It's so, it's so real. It's like, are you serious? Like, <sighs> and I can only imagine living through that trauma and, and the trauma that we live in. Think about then, like we we could. It's just yeah. like I said that that catch that fire. I just so thankful for our ancestors and the generations before us that just say I will still survive through all of this bullshit. We gonna still survive, and they hate us even more for that because we survivors. It is in our DNA. <laughs> it is that it is inbred in us: the good, the bad, the ugly. But one thing about it is we will always survive yeah. no matter what. And even now, it's funny how they try to uh, condemn us or try to make us look bad. Oh, look at Breonna Taylor. She got a, taking a picture with a gun in her hand. What? 
like that that she dead and gone now but you felt like that putting out this picture you know what this ain't this type of podcast we gonna get up out of here i tell you you, (laughs) we gonna get up out of here because uh yeah uh we'll be back next week with the season finale until then y'all stay safe wear your damn mask uh we are out peace peace